He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Our return guest has joined Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast once more, as we have one of the co-founders of Minute on the podcast, Nils, joining us once again to talk about the difference between product, hardware, and software, and how they should complement each other. And when you're building hardware, the software really, really needs to be amazing. And we're going to go into other things in feature design and roadmaps, along with things that make us want to change our mind on our outlooks and perspectives of the industry and running a startup. So Minute is a great partner of ours. I'm so thankful to have Nils on the podcast again, almost a, a little over a year later. So before you continue listening to this episode, grab links in the show notes, make sure you connect with them and enjoy this episode of Slick Talk in three, two, one. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, Nils, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time, my friend. How are you feeling today? You ready to dive into some amazing content conversation? Oh, I love nothing more. It's been such a such a great start to the year, and uh, I feel like we're already uh, up and running with, with, with great pace. So I'm as ready as can be. I love to hear it because a lot of people in the past have seen this lull. You and I were just talking about it. It takes about two to three weeks for everyone to get back in the groove in the new year. Not this year, 2024. Everyone uh, is coming with some new New Year energy, as we like to call it. So I love to see that it's the same thing over there at Minute. And I want to dive in real quick with you, going strongly into the beginning of the episode here. Last time we were on the podcast together, it was November 9th of 2022. So it's been a while. We're we're over a year. And there was a specific quote I was listening to in prep for this episode of you saying. I would rather be a category leader in a smaller category versus a smaller player in a bigger field. So is this still the outlook that you guys have as I know that you are expanding into hotels? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And I think our outlook hasn't changed, but perhaps our stage as a company has changed a little bit. And one of the more sort of common playbooks you have when you're uh, building a startup, and especially when you're trying to build a startup with, with quite large ambitions, is that it's, it's better to first be sort of that category leader and then broaden the category rather than going into what is already a quite large category and uh, then trying to be a dominating player when there's usually like big incumbents and a lot higher expectations on the, on the product. And so what you're seeing now is really just us playing out that strategy, which by no means is unique to us. I think it's a quite classic way to, to set up a startup. And we as a company have started in short-term rentals, really come, I think, to to define IoT 
for short-term rentals, like in, in addition to the access uh, access side. But as I think if you look at the monitoring, I mean, it really stands out as, as the, yeah, really the only sort of all-in-one solution that, that is out there. And what what's, what's happened over the last year, year and some, is of course that people have started to notice, and not just in the short-term rental uh, business itself, but also in adjacent uh, markets like hotels. So it's been definitely more than a year that, that we have had these sort of inbound requests from very large hotel chains who have been interested in what we're doing, and we've had this sort of dialogue. And when we released cigarette smoke detection yeah, last year, I guess towards the summer of last year, we that really escalated. And I think that's when we, we were sort of getting to the point where we felt like, okay, now is the right time to take advantage of this momentum and to invest more. So we raised a little bit more capital. We, we built a, a team more specifically focused on that because we obviously want to keep our category leadership. Like we can't, we can't take a bowl yeah. of that. Uh, and we want to make sure that our existing customers you know, keep coming back and keep being proud of having made the decision to go with us. So this is very much sort of in addition to what we do, but leveraging some of that R and D that we've that we've developed for the short term rental space. Uh, such a, a great answer, and I was going to go into the question or maybe even the topic of, you know, I think as founders we get so caught up, especially as passionate visionary people, in the vision, in just executing. Let's pull the trigger. Let's move. Let's do this. How do you know when to put your foot on the gas and kind of maybe when to also take your foot off the gas, especially if you're getting inbound leads from hotels and hotel chains, you know, that's a big category to get into is probably higher revenue, their bigger buildings versus a single family home. That type of stuff is, is, can be a challenge, right? And so I want to know from your perspective, when you're leading the team and building out a new, a new division, basically, how do you know when to put on the gas and when to let off? That's um, it's it's a difficult question, and it might not always, it might not have an answer that is always going to be true, yeah. because as a as a founder, and you know this, you're sort of navigating the the capital markets. You know, sometimes there is a lot of capital available, and sometimes it's a lot more expensive. Sometimes your customers are doing really well. In other cases, they're they're not, and you're not just sort of driving on an empty highway, like you're navigating a pretty complex environment and you need to need to uh, make sure that you, you're acting in a way that is consistent with the, if not macro environment, and at least like with what, what is happening on the ground in your industry. Um, but quite concretely, what I am uh, looking for is happy customers. And I, I, I mean, it sounds easy and it's sort of a bit of a cliche, but the way I, the way I think of it is, you know, like you can ask a customer if they're happy, right? Like, and they're probably going to say, yeah, we like you, you know, like we're happy, but that's sort of like the default, right? And, and really to sort of get to the core of what you're trying to do here, which is build more business is, are these customers of yours that are using and testing the product, are they coming back for more, right? Are they coming to you with with more business because that to me is like is a great indication that someone that that knows us um and and uses us day to day they are willing to invest more grow their grow their business with us and so for 
for me, what we are starting to see now is sort of the first wave of renewals and expansions where we have been in a, a, what I would characterize as more of a pilot phase with, you know, the large hotel chains that, 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 that you've heard about and that, you know, they came to us for, for cigarette smoke detection, which was an early stage product. They, they tested it. They often did head-to-head comparisons with products that were on the market and decided that you know, we want to purchase Minute. And that to me was like like the right, the, the, the good signal. Secondly, I always like it when a customer comes back to me with, you know, something a little bit unexpected, you know. And and here what we've seen is they've come for the cigarette smoke detection and then they've realized that there is actually a lot of value in some of the other features that we do, like 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 noise monitoring mm-hmm. or in the in the case of hotels as well, we've seen a lot more usage of occupancy and a new feature that we've 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 had in sort of development for a long time, which has been around the detection of pets. And they maybe knew that they had issues with uh, w- with smoking in, in in hotel rooms, but they were not as aware that people are occasionally uh, taking their pets, and that could be an issue for you know people who are allergic, and it could also be a noise issue if you if you if you leave a. a dog in a hotel yeah. room over over a day and so there's been this like unexpected other benefits and when you're summing all of that up it's starting to look like a pretty compelling roi and that's really when these customers are going from like a pilot installations to like i would say like larger scale rollouts and, and more commercially driven rather than sort of curiosity driven purchasing decisions that's really interesting because you know it starts with one thing, but then one thing gets solved, and then they realize, oh, we have another problem, and that's pets. And then, oh wait, well, we have another problem, and that's sometimes parties. So, you know, let's let's add that to it, and it just kind of stacks up. So, I'm curious from your your perspective. I, I'm in Colorado, just set some context, right? And Colorado, as a lot of people know, is a 420 friendly state, and with cigarette detection, that's that's one thing for sure. And as a hotel or a as like I like to call it, a recovering hotel manager myself, I definitely could tell like cigarette smoke was very obvious. And then other times, marijuana smoke or you know the different types of devices that now people can consume marijuana from, you know, were harder to detect than probably most cigarettes. And so, do you guys see marijuana smoke becoming another feature or product that you guys need to incorporate into the smoke, or is it specifically the nicotine tobacco smoke that most people are concerned about within the the building and the asset that they have. So one other great thing about looking at expansion revenue as a factor in whether this customer is a happy one is yeah. that um, you have them as a customer and they and you're suddenly like in, in in daily contact, which is very different from sort of a sales or, or the piloting phase. And at that stage, customers start telling you what you what they need, and you're almost like in the next stage of of product development where you know you've sort of You've taken your hypothesis of what the market needs to the market. You've managed to get a few customers. And now you're in the privileged position of being able to speak to your customers and they will tell you. And we have heard loud and clear how important marijuana is for not just Colorado, but I would say all over the States and the same in Western Europe. And it is a slightly different problem. It's not like a completely different problem, but it is a slightly different mm-hmm. problem. You know, we, we have a, a lab where we are collecting different types of, of cigarette smoke, where we are 
building our data sets that we then train the machine learning on in order to be able to detect it in, in, in the field. And it's been an obstacle that in Sweden, where we do our research and development, we're not allowed, even in the, even in the, this noble pursuit of more knowledge, we're not allowed to, to, uh, to, to take marijuana. So we have set up a little portable lab in Amsterdam where it is legal and we're actively collecting samples but it's going to be a a, a a little while before we put that to market but we're, we're certainly there and certainly like heading in that direction with some of the other things like uh, like vaping etc it's actually a little bit more difficult because it's not a, a it's not a combustive process and that gives it a lot yeah, less of a sort of a, a trace in the room which is it's still, I would say, an issue, especially with some of these quite pungent, pungent options. But there, it might be a little bit longer term. But we certainly, we certainly hear it, and and I think as we iterate on this on this product, and develop as well the hardware portion of the sensor, I think there is the scope to to detect many more types of substances. I'm glad you touched on the hardware because I was listening to another podcast a while ago outside of our industry. You probably are familiar of, of it. This Week in Startups with Jason Calacanis. I listen pretty regularly. And there was a quote that really stood out. And when I was prepping for this episode, I really want to ask you the same thing. In the sense of the quote was, you know, in order to build a hardware, you really need to have good software. If there's no good software, then building hardware is kind of pointless. The hardware should, you know, pretty much amplify the software. Now, I'm a customer of Minute, so I know that it's a good product and I, we have the sensors in all of our homes. But when it comes to the software side, I was actually really impressed, like taking a deeper dive into our tech stack and understanding like this hardware really does amplify. And I've never seen it that way from a product standpoint. How do you guys look at hardware and software and the, I guess, the, the marriage that the two have? together in order to really benefit each other. All right, I know I just said I'm a customer of Minute and I just wanna make sure I let you guys know, yes, we are paying customers of Minute. We love them as our portfolio grows at Recreation Rentals, then our tech stack and hardware evolution with Minute continues to grow as well. So don't miss out on this great opportunity to get two months free with Minute in the link in the show notes using our Slick Talk partnership. Now back to the episode. Yeah, Alan Kay was a sort of a pioneer in AI and, um, and software. He's uh, often quoted as saying, "As anyone who's serious about software has to make hardware." And I think uh, we're we have a lot of DNA from, of course, Apple, where I spent you know most of my career, and we really saw hardware as you know, something that you build not for the sake of it, but but yeah. you know, for solving a problem you couldn't otherwise solve. At, at Minute, we're solving the sort of conundrum of like, how do you provide monitoring while preserving privacy? And there just wasn't a way to do that without building new hardware where we could leverage AI, but do it on the sensor level so that we didn't have to collect data that is uh, pertaining to a specific individual that would, that would be sent to the cloud. And so we developed hardware with a very clear purpose. Um, and that's sort of how it, how it has to be um, because it's so much more expensive. The cycles are so much longer. It's so much more resources need to go, needs to go into it. Um, that said, like when you're putting something new in the market, you are getting new requests, right? Like we've spoken about mm -hmm. like the, the marijuana versus cigarette smoke and, 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 and vaping. And I think it's important that when you build your hardware, you 
you have a quite long-term view and you look at not just like the problems that we know that we have today, but also the problems of tomorrow. And I'm quite proud that, you know, we, we've released three generations of hardware now. And the first generation, we still have customers who have been using them for almost 10 years. And we have kept developing that software and, and, and made them better over time. And so when we released the third generation last year, we have a lot more to do with that platform before we really like exhausted the capabilities of it. But I like that you. I like that you don't don't take the hardware for granted in a way. Like there's so many software startup, and that's great, and that's like hard enough, yeah. right? Like, but but for me, I think you can really you can, you can attack a different set of problems. You can you can do things that are a little bit more unique if you allow yourself to dip your toes into into hardware with all the drawbacks of it as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting year because I've never looked at, especially my business, having like quote unquote product, right? And so now I'm having a really strong approach this year, especially in the short-term rental hospitality space of your product, whether you're a property manager or your product, whether you're a vendor on the, on the side of either you know hotel, short-term rentals, et cetera. And from my understanding, and this is going to, I want to set you up for this question because I see a lot of like the landscape in our industry for technology and you know vendors that support operators, hotels, homes, et cetera. It's a pretty vast ecosystem. It's huge. There's 20 different PMSs, if not more. There's 10 different dynamic pricing softwares. There's X, Y, and Z operating companies or not operating, but operating softwares, you know, turnover, BNB, Breezeway, et cetera. It's so much. And you know, the product really does need to stand out. And I think there's been a lot of companies, I would say, especially with the amount of capital that's come into the industry, there's been a lot that I just, I've been unimpressed by the product itself, the user experience, the design, the the way that an operator like myself or a bigger operator like Moving Mountains or anybody else can can really experience it. And so I would love to know your point of view and your aspect on the landscape of the ecosystem right now in our industry on, on the vendor side. Let's talk about that because you're, again, a category leader in a smaller category of short-term rentals, you know, going into hotels and stuff. I would love to know how does, how does like that impact you guys and your business and this landscape, it seems to like, seem like it's, there's a new startup every other day. Maybe people are out of the industry coming in because they realize they can solve a problem that's already kind of been solved and oversaturating the market. I'm kind of rambling, but I would love to know just your opinion, basically, on the overall ecosystem of the the tech side in our space. Yeah, I don't think you're rambling. I think you're hitting on something uh, that's going to have to change. The if you compare short-term rentals in, in particular to I mean, just just take hotels like there's just so much more innovation there's so much more software and even if you might be unimpressed with some of it i would say like you know compare it to some of the incumbents in the hotel space and like all of it is going to look amazing and i think there are at least two reasons why there is so much uh, happening in short-term rentals one is that the industry is just very innovative and young and and you know this like you 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 meet people everyone is creative everyone is a bit of a hustler there is a lot yeah. of people who are born entrepreneurs and i i really love that aspect about this industry that there is so much like so much bubbling activity and then sure not all of it's going to be not all of it's going to be good but i think it it leads to a very healthy uh, ecosystem i think the second thing is that the barriers to entry for making just software is really low. And mm. so you frequently see people who are 
you know, very small teams, even like single person teams doing really interesting, uh, doing really interesting software. So I think that sort of the combination of like a group of, of, of people who are entrepreneurial and innovative combined with relatively low barriers to entry means that we have this very, very rich ecosystem. I think the yeah. problem with it, and I, I think you're, I think you're heading heading this way as well, is that when there are too many options, it can become like the, the purchasing journey can become less about the product and more about uh, price, and I think that can be can be a pretty damaging damaging spiral, where like if we're just selling things for the for the sort of like lowest lowest possible price, like you're gonna suck the 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 air of the industry and you're not going to get like that the innovation you're going to get pretty stale solutions so i do think there needs to be a bit of consolidation and i think we are seeing that where there is a lot of pms's who are merging and who are building richer software suites as well where you're going to get more more functionality in from one provider and maybe you don't have to have uh, very many others and this is a a development that we are looking at very, very keenly because there is going to be some fatigue where operators are not going to want to have, you know, 17 different different pieces of software. And I think the onus is on us as vendors to make sure that we are focused on the customer and very low on, on ego and make sure that mm-hmm. our different products are working well with one another. And... We do this at at, at minute in that we we see the API as really a third interface next to the app and and the uh, uh, and the web app, and it's an interface that both other vendors can use, but of course also very large operators, and they can get the rich data set that we have at minute, and they can use that to improve their their core products. They can also replicate some of the functionality that we have in minute which we mm. see as a good thing. Like we see that as a great opportunity for a, you know, for making the overall experience for the for the customer a lot better. And maybe that means that the customer sees our brand name a little bit less. You know, as long as as they are getting a great experience and they are like understand how the how the system works, I I'm actually not so threatened by that. So, I think we we will keep seeing more consolidation and I hope we will see better interoperability. I see, I hope we see deeper integrations and where we are you know, more open towards one another with sharing data and making sure that we set things up with, with a, like a laser focus on creating the best experience for, for the end user. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting point. I've seen a lot of behind you know closed door deals kind of happening and the one thing I've seen, it's a, it's a very much a balancing act where a vendor, whether it's software and hardware, or hardware and software, you know, vice versa, or just one, that really you have to build a great product with great design and great UI, but also like has functionality and can expand over time into your clients or customers, basically overall problems that continue to evolve. But also you can't focus just too much on the product without having that integration. I think that's one thing that's probably missing a little bit in our industry where people are too afraid to open up and allow integrations to be a little bit easier. There's a lot of hurdles. There's a lot of costs. There's a lot of, you know, if, ands, or buts. And so I think that can also be a little bit hindering to the overall operator. Because like you said, if I'm a loyalist to Minute and yet my PMS doesn't want to 
open up and basically let you integrate better. So that way I can serve my, my guests and my homes and my homeowners better Then that becomes issues. And then I'm leaning on, you know, pressure on the, that PMS in order to, to, to develop, basically develop a lot more. And then that create, you know, causes strain on relationships. So I would love to know from, as you mentioned earlier, the hardware software side, there's a part about minute that I really like now with the smoke detection piece is that you're able to charge the guest. And when my tech makes me money instead of cost me just money, I get really excited. Right. Cause that like, that makes you a positive line item on my PNL. And so how do you think other tech vendors can have the same approach? Like you guys have with this smoking charge fee. I would love to know, because I think that's where it's really come down to this year that yeah, my tech stack is great, but if my tech, whether it's one with minute or another one with dynamic pricing or X, Y, and Z, if it makes me money, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because at the end of the day, the 25% commission from each reservation, it's a great line item. It does well, but we need to add more to it as a, as a real brand. And so, yeah, basically we'd love to know what do you think other vendors could get by watching your guys' approach on this side? Speaking of great products, you'd have to check out Hostfully and Hudson Creative Studio. The reason why I pair these two together is because Hostfully is our property management platform at Recreation Rentals, where we add all of our homes, we connect all of our tech stack from our dynamic pricing, our turnover management, our door access control operations, and of course, Minute. So go ahead, check out Hostfully's property management platform for your business as you're continuing to scale. Nils is talking about professionalization of the industry of the property manager. And another way you can do that is through our partnership with Hudson Creative Studio, where you build out a great, beautiful book direct website. But not only that, they've built their own booking engine, basically allowing your guests to book instantly with you without any clunky issues that are horrible design. It's actually very sexy and user-friendly for both mobile and website. So you go ahead, check them out, get your amazing website built out, get your brand out there, and make sure that you let them know that Will from Slick Talk has sent you. And now, back to the episode. Yeah, I think I think you're touching on something that will be a bit like the next frontier. Um, mm-hmm. We have gone from a world where the only thing that you... Your, your only sort of interaction with the guest on on a typical Airbnb would have been like to check in and check out. They pay for the they pay for the stay and nothing else. And I think we'll see a lot more increased quality of service. Like if you think of yourself in a in a hotel, which is an industry that's been around for a lot longer, you have a portion of hotels where the 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 room night or the room uh, fee might not even be like most of the revenue. And yeah. they're all these sort of like auxiliary services. And I think there is a lot more there in terms of providing richer experiences, providing in-stay services where the PM, the job of the PM can really be to like elevate the hospitality and provide and, and provide more things. So I think that is one, one menu. Another one where, where we're still working is, of course, if you can get higher utilization, you know, maybe you can 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 do things like early check-ins or late checkouts, but also like rent something out just for the day where yeah. maybe there is room for a photo shoot between guests. I think our role in that is just to sort of get the data from in-stay, like so you know sort of like, are, are the guests in my property or not? Have they left? And then with that data, allow you to do like better scheduling of both 
selling the time in the property, but also, of course, like operational things like, like cleaning and other turnover tasks. But I've always, like, I think I said this last time, like I, I, I want to, I want to make my customers money. And yeah. in the very beginning of Minute, that came in the form of like, we obviously charged, but the savings that you could expect over the lifetime of property should be, should be far outweighing the, the cost that we were asking. And if you take that to, to the next level, I think it really is about like providing that like, like daily value in addition to the more catastrophic or preventing catastrophic events and, and less of an insurance policy and more of a value add in, in, in uh, the day-to-day business. But I see that as the role of, of, of the PM. And I think there is, there's going to be interesting software there. And our role at Minute is really like, we, we are the data layer that tells you what's happening in your properties. Now you can mm-hmm. use it. And depending on what type of property you have, um, you are going to be able to monetize that in different ways. Yeah, no, I love that. And when you're, again, able to capitalize the opportunity, right? I think it's very, you know, front desk agents, they have a credit card on file. If they're smoking in a room, guess what? I can just listen to my manager, charge them a smoking fee, call them and let them know that's what, what we charge them for. And we have proof, we have pictures, X, Y, and Z. But short-term rentals are very hard in the sense of, you know, obviously operators can be spread out. Like our company, we're Florida, Britannia, Canada, Washington State, you know, all this other stuff versus, you know, a more densified operator that is in one city, in one geographic location. Even though they're in one location, they're still spread out. They're still five miles between homes or whatever that journey may be. So not being able to have that real ability to, sense that and you really have to go off of what your housekeepers tell you you have to trust that you know if the neighbor calls saying hey there's a raging party going on right now and i smell a ton of smoke and blah 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 great like you're gonna have to like pretty much trust and then verify but with this you're actually able to verify and then trust what your neighbors are saying or what your housekeepers say based on the data set and i think you know, again, this whole year for me has changed when I'm looking at product and of course data now. So like we, we have data on our business, but I never really knew how to use it. I knew how to use it basically to measure things, but I never really had to actually grow. And so I think when operators can now take this data and can actually verify and then trust rather than trust, then verify, uh, it, it becomes so important. And we've actually had a scenario. You'll probably like this story knows that we, we took a, a booking.com reservation, which we normally never did because of some poor experiences. And thankfully, mm-hmm. we had a minute sensor in there. And basically, my brother-in-law was driving by the house in Florida to basically make sure that the housekeepers locked up the door. There's 10 different cars there. There's all this other stuff going on. And before he even texted me, I already had and basically a response to him saying, Hey, I already know there's a ton of people there. They're not supposed to be there. They booked last minute. It got canceled. They still showed up booking.com did all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And was actually able to do that because of the sensor that was in our, in our home saying, Hey, there's people here that shouldn't be. And for me, it was like, okay, I don't have to like question my brother-in-law a thousand times and be like, are you sure there's people there? Are you sure? Can you send me pictures? Can you send, call me on video? You know, all this stuff. And so, yeah, another tangent, another ramble, but I think, yeah, that's super important, especially as operators when you're, when you're really trying to grow this business and grow a brand. Yeah. And I think like the reason you took that booking, of course, is that you, you wanted it quickly, right? Like, and, and it, it, booking does this thing where they try to drive a lot of direct bookings with no checks and 
balances really and as a property manager you 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 want to be able to take it because it's good revenue it's often you know for for days that wouldn't have been rented out otherwise um, and one role we're we're playing there is to sort of allow you to take those bookings that you maybe wouldn't have just because you have that sort of checks and balance so it can sort of help you drive revenue that way but yeah i think when you're renting out high value properties i don't know if this one click booking is really the the right way to do it yeah lesson learned on that one for sure i i'm excited this makes me i really look forward to episodes like this one with the 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 balance of conversation where we're able to go into like the product of hardware software and all this other stuff so i'd love to know from your guys perspective you know 2024 has not been a slow year or at least a slow start for you guys we'd love to know what's really pushing minute forward in this year as you guys are looking at obviously not just expansion into other categories, but expansion of the team. As you said, you raised a little bit of capital to put a little bit more resources to the product. What's what's really going into the the pipeline landscape of Minute this year? Yeah, I think the, the overarching theme, I suppose, is that we have a lot more scrutiny and have had a lot more scrutiny as an industry where every piece of tech and every uh, software has to pay for itself. So I think that's one aspect where we really want to make sure that we are providing a great ROI. And in in the short-term rental business, I think it's quite clear that we have that because you don't have to have that many noise complaints to lose a license or get fined or have a big party that really throws off your your, your finances. Um, in the the hotel space, that is a little bit different because if you have smoking in a in a room and you have the next guest showing up, oftentimes you will have another room you can put them in, and so yeah. sort of the impact is a, is a, is a little bit less. But on the other hand, you have sort of a typically higher volume of bookings and things like that, so you can measure things a little bit easier. But that is one theme, like making sure that our customers should see Minute as, as something that's saving them money uh, at, at worst and at, and at best that actually helps them make money. Another thing that we've seen is like we've really developed this API with our really large customers, the world's largest real estate companies, in tandem with them. And some of the things that that they are doing with, for example, management of ACs and and heating based on the data from from Minute has really helped them get a good ROI in terms of saving uh, saving energy and and being a bit more sustainable as well. And one of the things that we are doing as companies, we're looking at what these really like super professional property managers are doing and then building the software that will allow the smaller players who might not have their own development team to take advantage of the yeah. same the same the same feature set. So that's an area where where I personally feel very strongly for it because I think we can have a positive impact on both the guest experience and the finances of the property manager as well as the planet. And when you get these like all kind of win win wins, I think everyone is happy. So that's 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 one theme. The other is a little bit like we we're talking about a consolidation in the industry and, and uh, mm-hmm. some pieces of software having to do more and more work. Like you want a a suite of tools. So we are going to be delivering features that are maybe a little bit, bit adjacent. Uh, but again, we're we're focusing on things where the the advantage that we have of intelligent sensors in stay where we can take advantage of that and, and deliver something that no one else can really do um and so i think we have um more solutions there for helping property managers get all of their different systems played together and play better together than we would have been able to if we if we tried to do everything on our own 
but there's a long there's a long list i think 2024 we, we all took a bit of a deep breath in 2023 we sort of see see where things are going and now it's clear that things are accelerating at least that's what we're seeing so we're going to grow we're going to grow a minute quite quite significantly this year and uh, we're adding a lot of people to both the commercial teams and the product teams um, and some product teams that are focused on new areas for us so there's going to be a lot of things happening between now and december well, I'm excited for him. Obviously, I've had some fun with Nathan Smith on the team doing uh, our Minute with Minute segment on the podcast and getting to know, obviously, Richard and Victoria and Buster, all these guys. You guys have such a, a great team. Love anytime I get to talk with them. And and so, Nils, and, and you, you're included as well. Don't forget. I, I, I always love Thank looking, you, you know, talking <laughs> to you. Of course. Of course. And, and Marcus. Shout out to Marcus. But I would love for, you know, to ask this last final question to wrap up the episode in the sense of I got to do an operators round table where we got Robin Cragen, Megan Moylan, we had Brandy Canali, and then we also had Dennis from Cassiola and we sat them down. And one of my final questions to them was what's one thing that you have changed your mind on in the last 12 months. I would love to know from your point of view, what's one thing you've changed your mind on in the last 12 months as you've gotten to reflect on 2023 and now have this heavy push into 2024. Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. One thing that I am maybe like in the process of changing my mind, I'm not, not, not <laughs> quite sure that I'm, that I'm, that I'm there yet, but we've had not just hotel, but like there, there's starting to be a lot of, a lot of areas where, where you have to balance privacy, the rights of the individual with a degree of monitoring. And I have always wanted us to stay very focused on one industry, one problem, one type of customer. And with the addition of hotels, I would say like that is something that I've been changing my mind on, on a little bit, but it's still sort of like in the sort of the hospitality field. And I am starting to think like a little bit bigger because there are a lot of things that don't really fit any of these molds that we are, that we're saying like the, the, corporate and service departments longer term stays are, are mixed in in the same type of portfolios and so i'm broadening a little bit like what we see as the right market for us that's one area where like i would say like i'm still in the process i'm not not, not uh, 100% there a, a second one is that we've very much been focused on hosts and property managers and i think we have done so a little bit to the, I think we've left some things on the table when it comes to actually improving the guest experience. And I want us to get to a place where uh, Minute is not just for the, for the host and the property manager, but it's also something that provides value to guests. And so we've identified a couple of problems in the industry relating to guest safety where we have some interesting launches in the in, in the coming year where i want to create a service that should be requested by by everyone like i want there to be pressure in a way on the property manager from the guest side to say hey we want the minute because this actually provides value to me and that's a pretty big it's a pretty big challenge and it's maybe it's too ambitious it's not going to play out over just one year but i think we have an opportunity and a role role to play there in being part of the broader solution to how do we make this nascent industry of ours really sustainable 
and and professional and not sort of be yeah, yeah i want i want to sort of help the industry evolve in the direction of like becoming more mature and more more responsible and i think part of it um part of it is uh, providing value to the guest and providing higher degrees of reliability and safety so that's sort of the direction i hope that was not too too rambling it's not it's not quite it's not quite fully cooked yet but i think you see where i'm traveling i'll take a half cooked change of mind over a hard-boiled egg that doesn't want to change at all so i i truly i i like that answer and yeah no it's, it's a good response and i think you know it's there's so many different dynamics in this industry from owners to operators to you know the vendor side to the guests it, there's so many people and now as we're seeing more especially here in denver regulation government getting involved regulatory issues you know it's it's so much to think about to to make the dots connect uh could be harder than probably what most people would assume so i think you guys are doing great work obviously uh happy customer uh, of minute ourselves, just being able to apply this product and give owners a peace of mind, I think has been a really big thing, especially knowing that we're a remote team and that I'm in Colorado, my business partners in Vancouver, Canada. So when owners sign up, like really having that, that security is really important. So I think you're on the right track, right? Everyone's going to say, we want this in our homes, whether you're local and growing density versus you're remote and growing wide and kind of spread out. So I think it's a, you're on a great, Great path there, Nils. Great path. For all the listeners, what's one link, one place that they can go to connect with you beyond the podcast? The easiest thing is just go to our website, minute.com. That's M-I-N-U-T.com. I'm also very available. Just, you know, anyone can email me, nils at minute.com. I answer almost everything except maybe the direct sales pitches for new HR software. I'll, I'll skip those. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Pretty annoyed with those in my spam inbox. Nils, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It's maybe something we shouldn't push out to a yearly basis. We should try to do a little bit more frequently. So I really appreciate you you taking the time. Love working with the team over at Minute. And for all the listeners, the viewers, make sure you like and subscribe to All Things Minute. You get awesome deals, you get awesome hardware, awesome software, and great people to help support your growth. So obviously, like and subscribe there. And of course, like always, we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.